0: download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Mayfairtheaterpodcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Mayfairtheaterpodcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast,
1: episode thirty-four. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. And um, we did last night. I was helping out just because when I got here, we had a, a frosh rental. Who no was it? Carlton.
2: Ottawa U. Ottawa U. Ottawa
1: And it was it was packed. Like there was you know three hundred and twenty-five kids in here.
2: <laughs> almost. Not quite, but almost. Yeah.
1: And they all had matching shirts on, and they're all very excited to be out of their parents' house. They were all <laughs> chanting. And um, they were doing their best to get get the hell out of Dodge, but they just... They had buses
2: that were oh not man. very coordinated, I think, and so even a long time after the movie started, there was a group that was waiting outside, just, yeah.
1: like,
2: trying to stay pumped. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and uh, what did they watch? Did they watch uh, Sharknado?
2: They watched Sharknado. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... So, after that, we had our Nightmare on Elm Street booking.
2: Which was also busy. Also busy. So, we were letting out a busy screening and letting in a busy screening at the same time. Yeah,
1: which is a lot of fun. and, 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 it's and great. Bless our, our, our little customers. Everyone's so nice when you kind of just say, like, we're going to start a couple minutes late just so everyone can get their popcorn and everything. And no no complaints. Everyone was fine. We didn't start horribly late, like 10 minutes maybe. Plus, I bribed the crowd because I found a uh, terrifying Freddy Krueger doll in my closet. <laughs> that I think, if I remember correctly, was Swag Left Behind. I, I think I gave it away like last Halloween, and then whoever got it forgot it, and then never claimed it. Did we
2: find it again? Is it yeah, still, is yeah, it it the it's theater? still here.
1: going to be terrified. So I gave that away, so that appeased the crowd a bit. <laughs> but um, while I was in the box office, I was just kind of nicely barking orders, asking people to not block the way, and chatting with people. And uh, a guy came up and went, are you on the podcast? <laughs> wow. And that's always such a Hi, nice guy. little ego boost. And I didn't have time to chat with him because people were still coming in and buying tickets. But, but uh, it's always nice because there is some sense of, like, no one's actually listening to this. Yes. And even when I see the stats, I'm like, ah, that has to be just a robot or a spam monster or something. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's always fun to hear somebody who compliments the show and recognizes you, and it's a very nice little ego boost for this little podcast that we're doing. Uh, so, yeah, so that was fun. Um, on the topic of Nightmare on Elm Street... one how, thing I How many people...
2: Ninety-nine. Ninety nine.
0: great! Plus, we added. That's a- that's the number we've been getting for Mr. Holmes. we so yeah. were like two, two or three yeah. nights where we got <laughs> ninety-nine exactly. So and that weird. happens a lot. Yeah. Where we'll get like Friday, there'll be like eighty-four people for one movie. Yeah. And then we'll show the movie again on Saturday. It'll be eighty-four people.
2: That's you know so what? Weird. Pretty much never happens. What? An even number.
1: That's weird. Or like pretty much that's never. Never. <laughs> true. Math. What's the math? There's some statistical anomaly about like. A butterfly flaps its wings in <laughs> nepal and that causes us to only get 84 people the all butterfly the time effect. yeah um something that always, so it's been on my mind because in the last little while i already forget the other examples but i know we've screened two or three or four r-rated films because i think i think mel is always nice enough to put like you have to be born after <laughs> august 1997
0: or something like that and, like well it's weird because it it's an old Nightmare on Elm Street from not
2: 1984. To say that loud. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> now the kids are gonna be like, "Oh, math, math." Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 it was rated R in yeah. Ontario. Yeah. So
1: I guess it's still
0: rated R. It's still yeah. I, I
1: looked it up because a, a friend of mine asked on on uh, uh, the old Facebook. Uh, I forget the age of his kid, but like a 16 year old or 15 year old, and he said, "Oh, is this still R, or is it something I can go to with my kid?" And I was like, unfortunately, the rating states, and I it just kind of cut still, and pasted yeah. it, that like it's you have to be over 18. And I forget what the other ones we screened were, but but this one anyhow, like well, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, yeah. And there was something. There's base.
2: no more recent than that. Yeah, I there think were, the tribe.
1: The tribe is Okay, yeah. And a lot of times it's not even for like gore, but if you say like if you swear like also four like times. Diary of a
2: Teenage Girl. Was he Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know?
1: usually regarding sex. And it's weird, because I watch Diary of the Teenage Girl, and I watch Nightmare on Elm Street, and I would way rather watch Nightmare on Elm Street with my mom than Diary of a Teenage Girl. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, it's kind of... And I'm always careful to tiptoe around this, because if you... If I say what I'm about to say, and you look at it on paper, it looks like I'm trying to censor other things. But I'm not. But it, it's it's fascinating that... A 16-year-old who has a driver's license can come here and watch The Shining, or sorry, can't watch The Shining, but could buy the book The Shining or go on, yeah. you know, watch it at home. It's such a weird distinction of, of, of these, these ratings, these censorships of like what, oh, you're 14, that's cool. Oh, you're 18, you're, you're 17 in six months. Ah, we don't think you'll be able to handle yes. this movie. And then the whole 18A thing where you, if you're, Twelve, you can come with a nineteen-year-old. So that's sort of weird. Like a
2: weird, skewed. Yeah. I- idea of what people can deal with these days. Like, we're, yeah, there's so much information that's accessible because of the internet. Yeah, we're exposed to way more at a younger age now. Yeah, and it's almost like, have they updated these ratings? Because it, does, it doesn't seem like it sometimes.
1: Well, that's the thing too. Like, you watch. Uh, you know, a lot of horror films from the 70s and 80s are still pretty horrific. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, I mean, the rating systems were different back then. But you, you watch something that was R-rated in, like, the 70s. Or even X-rated. Like, you watch Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> Midnight Cowboy was X-rated. And you watch that now, and it's nothing. And it was it was X-rated, I believe, just because of drug paraphernalia within the and, movie. And the, and, se- like, and
0: the sexual stuff. Yeah.
1: But it, it seems like something that you would see on an episode of, like you know, breaking bad now or, yeah. or, or hell, like a soap opera at two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon now. But it, it's, I don't think it'll go away, but like comic books just went through this maybe a decade ago. God, it might be a bit longer for since like the fifties or sixties, they had the comics code authority. And it's this very recognizable stamp that, that even if you haven't read comics since you were a kid, you know, this stamp that was like, says approved by they the They used comic to do code. a
0: similar thing in, in the, in the movie industry, uh, in like uh, it started in the '30s, the Hays Code. Yeah, which meant like um, you know there are just certain things you can't put in a film, like right. s- sexual stuff, language, and that changed in the '60s with the rating system. Yeah, but it's, I think that's similar
1: to the Comics Code. And, and the Comics Code was nuts because it was like <clears throat> it, it, it's a fascinating read. When you, I I have never read the, the, the book by the guy who instigated all this because I know it would make me furious. But I've watched a lot of documentaries or read books around it where basically he was, like, just, you know, he, he, was, he was afraid of communists, he was afraid of gay people, he was afraid of, well, l- that, like, everything. It's, just, wow. it's exactly
0: what happened in Hollywood, right? With yeah. the whole witch hunt thing, like, we got to sift out all these communists and stuff. Yeah. So I guess that happened in the comic industry. And it
1: was a bad scene. Like, like comics almost went extinct because people really fell into line and were, like, burning books in the streets. And, and comic sales <laughs> went from, like, in the 30s... I don't think I'm lying. Like it was something like the average sale of a comic book was a million copies, whereas in 2015 the best-selling book of the year is like 300,000 copies. Yeah. Um, but it, it's people fell in line and then and then eventually kind of turned around and slapped the comics code on, and even that became kind of a joke because there'd be like a Punisher comic where he kills 15 people and have a code on it because they didn't show blood or they didn't show bullets going in or something. But he lightning. yeah. But but now. I think people are just logical like oh that Archie book does not have the comic code on it anymore but we know it's family friendly that Sin City comic doesn't have a comic code on it but we just know that's for teenagers or up and I almost wish that movies could be like that of just kind of people being logical and like well it just helps to watch the, like if to practice common sense and to watch the trailer or something yeah. you know like like if we're showing Nightmare at 9:30 on a Tuesday it's pretty unlikely that an eight-year-old is going to walk in by themselves to watch the movie. But if a couple... I'd s-
2: still turn them away. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, wait <laughs> a minute.
1: But if a couple, like, 17-and-a-half-year-olds walk in, it just seems so crazy to, to, to not let they know them in. Because they must
0: know what they're getting into. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, the tri- with The Tribe, it's trickier because that's
1: a really yeah. dark movie that deals with, like, realistic stuff. Yeah, and especially now, the way television works... I, I remember reading an article where when tv instigated their ratings code which was quite a while ago like it was it was around like when sopranos hit that kind of era of television what they thought is oh putting ratings on things is going to tame everybody down but all that happened was people went oh we can still be on tv but just get a whatever the stamp is we're going to go crazy and on on the heels of that came came you know breaking bad bad and mad men and walking right. dead and 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 all these comedy shows that are Like, an average half-hour comedy show now is crazy more adult-themed and racy than Family Ties in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know where movies are going to go because it seems now, like...
0: Well, I find that there are fewer PG films now for some reason. There's a lot more R-rated stuff because... um, Well, I guess... The Hangover was like one of the highest grossing R-rated movies, and that led to all the, the boom and like the R-rated comedy yeah. and everything. But PG now is a lot different than PG in the 70s. PG in the 70s was like, this movie's really meant for adults, but if you know you want to bring your kid, be cautioned. Yeah. Whereas now PG kind of means family film.
1: Yeah, I think everything's kind of kicked down a notch on the ladder. Like I remember, I believe it was the first Star Wars film, they added a hell just because they didn't want to be rated family because they didn't want to be seen as, like, a kiddie movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, the 12- or 13-year-old boy wouldn't be like, ah, that's a kid movie. So they wanted to be PG. So they made sure to have at least one pseudo-swear word, like a damn or a hell in there, and then they'd be like, okay, you're PG. Because now, like, it, it's R-rated films. I think Hollywood is a, was a little afraid of them because they thought they didn't make money, but then now they've been on a bit of a, bit of a tilt, especially in the States where everything is... Usually, one more up the ladder than we are. Like, if we're 14, they're restricted. So, a lot of those kind of like Seth Rogen comedies mm-hmm. or, or that sort of thing. Well, you know what's number one at the box office right now like, in the States is like that, a,
0: re- that religious film? Yeah. I'm fascinated um, by that, too. But I think it's because it's a
1: slow weekend at the box office. Well, and what I've heard, too, is that the, 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 and you know, good, that's what a publicity person does, but whoever's behind these movies and it's almost like that's what they do the way that you know sci-fi does sharknado movies and and you know marvel does comic book movies these guys do kind of religious family kind of films and so they go out to all the churches and and they kind of focus on the parts of the states that gets ignored you know like the 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 the, what they kind of insultingly call like the flyover states Mm -hmm. in the middle so they go to all the churches all the schools all the communities and essentially do the same thing that like the NAC or, like, the comic book convention might do here of dropping off flyers. Mm-hmm. So then, out of nowhere, this movie that nobody's ever heard of becomes number one at the box office yeah. because they get church groups to go and Sunday school gangs to go mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And it works, and then they get kind of publicity and they get listed in Entertainment Weekly and New yeah. York Times or whatever. They don't get good reviews. No, but. no. <laughs> but I, I think that was the same with those... those. Um, Left behind films did the same thing. Yeah, where they actually made money,
0: or even those uh, Tyler Perry movies. Yeah, that are very low budget, but yeah. you know, there's a huge
1: African American audience yeah. for
0: them to, you know, support.
1: And I've I, I've never seen a Tyler Perry film, and sooner or later I'm gonna watch one just to watch one. But like he is this like this force of nature down in the states. Yeah, he's he's got his own audience, and he, he's made I don't know. A dozen films, 20 Mm -hmm. films, and none of them have lost money. He's got, like, a couple sitcoms on TV at any given time. And then now he's branching off and acting in movies like Gone Girl. He was really good in Gone Girl. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen any of his movies either, but I saw him in Gone Girl. I'm like, he's
0: really good in this.
1: And it's weird because I think his films range from, like, goofy kind of uh, cross-dressing Monty Python-esque kind of thing where he's playing, like, the grandma character...
2: Two like big mama's house. It, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah Two like real like soap opera kind of stuff, like kind of heavy
0: thriller esque. And it's like of, the religious films where they get terrible reviews, but they they make money because yeah. they
1: have that built in audience. Yeah, and and it, it's and you see it come out of nowhere. You've never heard of it, and you're like, what's that movie? And You click it, and you see this poster is kind of religiously looking, and I don't even know if like if we wanted if we're like, hi, we want to show that movie. I don't even know if they'd have distribution or anything. I think they have like their their select little places they're going to. Oh,
0: I think they have they, they have a distributor. Do they get into
1: like Are they here? Yeah. Are they in Canada? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's weird how do how you think like, you know, it's a small world, and you're like, no, it's a giant world filled with all these different movies and genres and companies that we've never heard of before. Yeah. And if somebody like Tyler Perry can be a, uh, I think roughly a bazillionaire. And people in Canada have never heard of them. It's like that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's almost like the 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 Quebec films where we we had wanted to get a Quebec film recently, uh, and we couldn't. Like it's not even in distribution outside of the province, because they they really support French cinema there. Mm-hmm. They
2: but crazy. it seems they support just all of the arts in general. Oh yeah. Whereas they
1: the rest support- of
0: Canada don't really. We don't really watch our own movies. Yeah, because like whatever, if, if we if, sort of
2: shit on our own movies, if you think about it. Well, like it, I love Canadian movies, and they, they I, seem I've to seen be bigger, like ones.
0: in the '90s, like when the new Atom Egoyan movie came out or the new Cronenberg movie came yeah. out, and they were yeah. getting like Oscar nominations. But yeah. that seems to have gone away. Like when the new Egoyan movie opens or Cronenberg movie opens, I don't know if anyone goes to see them.
1: Yeah, and I always, I always come to the because def- some some it was a while back I can't even remember the argument but somebody on Facebook popped up and was like basically said like oh you mean the one good Canadian or like you you couldn't name three good Canadian films and without even I like stuff
2: like that a lot yeah
1: and without even looking or trying to be a jerk off the top of my head I was like well some of these aren't even films that I love but to list off a bunch of Canadian films to you and I was like you know, there's, there's Hardcore Logo, and there's Horkey's. Highway 61. <laughs> and I said, like, there's the Ginger Snaps films, and there's, there's um, Men with Brooms, and then, of course, there's all the Adelgoian films. A- Elsa, and
0: She Wolf of the SS. Yeah. yeah. It's all the kinds Canadian film. Yeah.
1: And even now, like, there's people out there who are, who are successful because, because you've got stuff happening, but, yeah, it really gets recognized more, like, you'll see it, like, winning something it can. and,
2: and They then, seem to get
0: more props in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even when Cronenberg started off, Making like Shivers and Rabbit, and people in Canada were like, yeah. Ew. And you'd go the- to Europe or you'd go to Spain and get awards.
1: Yeah. And,
2: and Why is that? Why are we like, well, it's not an American movie, so I don't know. It's I not think, that great. Yeah,
0: I think we just, I th- we seem to support our television shows. Like, I guess people, you know, they'll yeah. watch Murdoch mysteries. Yeah. But a Canadian film, people
1: would be like, eh, Tom Cruise isn't in it, so. I think, too, there's this simple statistic that there's not very many of us. So, like, we're really spaced out and, like, you know, whatever. There's there's enough people in Canada to fill, like, Manhattan, right? Like, there's, there's no one here. So the number one movie in the States will make, like, $40 million its opening weekend. And the number one movie in Canada will make, you know, a million dollars its opening weekend. Because there's not as many... Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably it it just doesn't. I never thought of it
0: that way. So so it it
1: looks worse because you're like, wow, so many more people, but just the population so much bigger. But it is weird because we do seem to support. But you 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 need less people in television. Right. Like kids in the hall can go for five years Mm -hmm. and then the movie comes out and flops. But you're like, well, yeah, but it's because a million people a week watched kids in the hall. And CBC was quite content with that. And then the movie comes out. And you figure, I don't know what it was in the time. And Paramount
0: might have... They might have under-promoted it or something. Yeah. But and even, I
1: don't, I don't but think... But that
2: then a million people saw yeah, the movie and yeah. that's it. Yeah.
1: A million people <laughs> went. It made $8 million. And they went, yeah. oh, uh, that was all it had. <laughs> you know, that was its... Fam- like, that's why I think books are fascinating because, like, a book to hit the New York Times bestseller list, I believe, is only, like, a million... A million is the the, the big thing. That's, like, the a million copies in print. But if you sell a million books... And then even with today's like you know multiplex numbers, if a million people go opening weekend, that's twelve million dollars. Yeah. The movie cost a hundred million dollars, so that doesn't skew. Less tax, yeah. yeah, that doesn't that doesn't average out. Like it, you you have like like there's way more people going to like nobody buys comic books now in comparison. So you have a movie like Ant Man that wasn't even the size of like you know Avengers. <laughs> 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 look, look what I did hey, there. Ant. <laughs> Ant. Uh, but. Nobody's buying Ant-Man comic books, you know, like, but that movie made, you know, $175 million. How many of those people then went, I'm going to go read a comic book? Yeah. Nobody. Well, how, many of these,
0: <laughs> how many of these millions of people going to see these comic book movies are people like you who are comic, comic book nerds? Yeah.
1: And, and how many are like, I, I'm fascinated where, you know, so many movies make money that nobody likes. And I think like, Transformers. like Transformers. Like Transformers. Does anyone really like, like Transformers? Or? Like, is there anybody out there, like, with, with the Michael Bay Transformers shirt, like, front of the line? Like, maybe there is. Or is it just... I feel
2: like every single time we say we don't play Michael Bay yeah. movies, there's, like, one person who's like, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, like, do, 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 do you know what you're saying?
1: yeah. And, like, we play other pretty mainstream films. Like, in the past year, like, I mean, yeah. we played Guardians of the Galaxy, or we'll but play a like, lot of kids stuff. But I'm never
2: really sure if that person is a fan of Michael Bay. They're just like, yeah. why are you mad at this guy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think there is, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with this, but the same person who might go home and turn on American Idol or fill in the blank of a reality show
2: I'm and then kind of complain off. about it. Yeah.
1: On a Friday night, some people might just walk into the multiplex, look over what's about to play, and go like, "Oh, I guess I'm seeing Transformers." And I always want to shake them and be like, "You can go read a book. You don't have to do. It's your fault that there's four of these." You know, it's
0: people who go to the multiplex and it's like going to McDonald's. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what are we going to have? Well, I have the Big Mac, I guess. They 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 don't pre-plan. They don't go. You know, I hear. uh, Yeah. Such and such a movie is good. Let's go see it. They just kind of show up and they don't know what they want to see, so they just see what's
1: new. And movies today are like not only critic-proof, they're like opinion-proof and, and good-proof because even stuff... Good-proof? Like, like <laughs> it, the um, Fifty Shades of Grey,
2: yeah.
1: from what I understand, is shockingly enough pretty horrible, but even people who were super fans of the book weren't impressed with the movie be- before they saw it because yeah. of casting, because of whatever, but nonetheless went to the movie, it made $100 million, and now there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Whereas if they would have went, I don't like the casting, I don't like it, I'm not going to go, maybe a sequel wouldn't have, you know, it, it's very interesting. Like,
2: Well, I think the same thing happened with Mad Max think yeah. like it's safe to say at this point in time that everybody who's angry because Charlize Theron was, like, yeah. the star of the show yeah, has, like...
1: Well, they said, like, it's... it's Stopped
2: y- crying. Yeah, it,
1: it, it's, it's always tough. And it's not just nerds. It's any... Uh, critiquing a movie when you haven't seen anything yet. Or it's like, you know, I fear this, I don't like this change. And I'm like, but you gotta see it first. Yeah. Like, you, you're allowed to not go. You're al- allowed to, you know, like... Uh, vote with your dollars like what I always joke is that I went to see Transformers didn't like it got a free pass to Transformers 2 really didn't like it did not see Transformers 3 and a friend of mine who we always watch bad movies together said you know how we always watch bad movies and I said yes and he said I watched Transformers 3 don't watch it it'll just make you angry so I didn't watch part three and I didn't watch part four and you know never say never but it's not on my agenda to watch these films. No. And there's so many other films I want to see that they're very low on the totem pole. So that I voted with my time and ticket yeah. buying and didn't buy the Blu-ray and didn't buy whatever. But nonetheless, all four movies made a billion dollars and there's going to be three more of them or whatever. So, But people like to complain, but anybody who's complaining about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek or J.J. Abrams' Star Wars. Well, those is people the first in line. Yeah, yeah. They go. The people who bitch and complain on message boards. Yeah. They, they're
0: paying and they're going anyway. Yeah. The people who are going to go see the new Star Wars and then shit on it on IMDb or whatever other site that nerds whine on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. They're going to go see it again and again. They'll complain about
1: it, but they'll still go see it five times. And and to be fair to Michael Bay, besides for us trashing him now. I don't go on to Michael's Facebook account or Twitter account and send him death threats or anything because I have better things to do with my time. Yeah. And I always find that fascinating where to to put so much energy into something you don't like, when instead go find something you like and then talk about that. like i, I was I was reading something from one of the old school um, In It cool news guys, and he said something very interesting where he said. Believe it or not, back in the day, Indecool News was very positive. And it was very like, hey, this cool thing's coming out. Yay for this guy. Look at this independent movie. And he goes, now it's so disheartening because everything is, they'll put up a post and they'll say like, here's the new poster for Star Wars Episode 7. And it's just trolls and negativity and horrible mm-hmm. people. And he said, it's so crazy because once upon a time, it was all very nice. It was like, I'm excited for that. Hey, that looks like a cool trailer but everything is turned in like and now like whether it be reading something about a friend's comic book or reading something about uh, a, a film i want to see i do not dare peek down <laughs> ne- into the the talkbacks the because they're just I'm, I'm sure there's nice ones but for the most part they're they're horrible like they're just a mess yeah. and i think a lot of them are phony a lot of them are just people being horrible on purpose mm-hmm. which again is like you don't have anything better to yeah. do <laughs> but uh yeah, it is, and and I always come to the defense and say like, oh, you, you didn't like the new transporter reboot sequel? Well, come see Cop Car, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't like you know the new comic book film? Come see Turbo Kid. You didn't like the new you know uh, Paranormal Activity Part Six? Come see uh, uh, Babadook. Like, we there's always other options for you out there that are original and good. Yeah. Like any genre, I I could counter with something we've screened in the last little while. That is is either a, a wholly original screenplay or, or you know based off a book but is is something new and different, you know Diary of a Teenage Girl is based on a book but it's it's uh, very different than anything else you're going to see in the kind of romantic comedy mainstream Hollywood kind of stuff. So speaking of Cop Car, that yes. starts this Friday. It does. We'll get on get on topic here. And cop this Car. looks
0: really good. It's uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. As an evil cop. Yeah. And he goes after these two kids who stole his cruiser. Yeah. And it sort of looks like kind of a no country for old men, but involving little kids or something.
2: And Kevin Bacon.
1: It looks like, it almost looks like a Goonies kind of, like mid-80s Amblin entertainment film. Well, it looks a little darker than that. A little darker, but just the way that it was always like, I like those old 80s films because kids would still... Oh, they'd uh, curse a lot. They'd, they'd swear yeah. and they'd like girls and they'd have like a playboy. or so, Like just kind of things well, where it's like... Well, it's like the Bad News Bears where they're like saying yeah. like racial slurs and
0: stuff. And it's, you won't hear that today. No.
1: And, and so, just from the trailer is like a real fan favorite trailer already. Like I've uh-huh. seen it a couple times before films we've screened here. Um, and it looks good. Yeah. And, and uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but it's kind of fun because we got it... Really fast after film festivals. Yeah, like, it played at
0: Fantasia. Yeah,
1: it, it did well at Fantasia like last month or whenever that was, um, and yeah, so that's the Ottawa premiere on September 11th, and we have that for four nights. And uh, it, yeah, it's going to be a very fun action film, and I don't know what's coming out in the multiplex on Friday, but instead of going to that, you can come see this original Probably screenplay because
0: it's early September. Yeah, everything's all gone. the more reason to come here because there's yeah. you know
1: something new and exciting. Yeah, cool stuff playing. Uh, the other film we have is, impressive if you just look at the resume behind it, the uh, Ricky and the Flash, is from Oscar-winning director Jonathan Demme, mm-hmm. Oscar-winning screenwriter Diablo Cody, Oscar-winning actress Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. and Oscar-winning actor Kevin Kline. So it's got a quartet of Oscar winners behind it. And
0: Jonathan Demme's pretty underrated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, people love Silence of the Lambs, but uh,
1: and like he's a, Something Wild, have you seen Something Wild? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's really yeah. good. And, and of course, um, uh, Stop Making Sense, mm-hmm. the greatest concert movie yeah, ever Yeah, he's made. done lots of documentaries, too. And you look at his resume on IMDb, and it's it's really all over the board. Like, even in the past decade, it's like music videos and short films mm-hmm. and TV, and he's really seems to be a, like a, a journeyman director who's kind of going back and forth, and really different genres. Like, Ricky and the Flash is like a... Uh, dramatic music movie uh, about a mother and a daughter, and you Mm-mm. compare that to the guy who did Silence of the Lambs <laughs> or Stop Making Sense, like, those are three very different kinds And he
0: started off uh, with Roger Corman making, you know, women-in-prison movies. Yeah, yeah. Man,
1: I, I wish Roger Corman would let his movies out onto the big screen because, mm-hmm. oh, I love all those movies. Mm-hmm. As I would, cause so was he... God, is he the same age as Ron Howard or a bit older? Um... That's right, a good maybe question. That, Around maybe,
0: roughly the same age. So he
1: was doing those movies when, when Ron Howard was doing the car movies. And, a, little, uh, a
0: few years before. Yeah. Because Ron Howard was doing Happy Days, and he's right. like, I want to be a director. So, yeah. you know,
1: Roger Corman let him do, uh, yeah. like, Grand Theft Auto and all those movies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, 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 again, like I mentioned before, like, how the diverse weekend. So we have this cop car action movie, and then we have Ricky and the Flash, which which... You know, could appeal to the same audience, but it's it's always the the the, the Meryl Streep, uh, Judy Dench genre that I mm-hmm. joke about, where it's the slightly older couple crowd from The Glebe and Old Ottawa South coming to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie that I know my mom will want to come and see. Yeah. And uh, but the weird thing, I kind of forgot about this until I saw the trailer, is Meryl Streep's daughter plays her daughter. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I don't know how old she is, like mid mid twenties, maybe a bit older, but. Oh my God, she looks like her mom. Like it's 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 little Meryl Streep. Nice. And it's always suspect when this happens because they're yeah. like, oh well, nepotism. But I'm always like, well, there's nothing wrong with nepotism as long as you got the talent to back it. And I'm sure if little Meryl Streep Jr. was terrible, that somebody would have been like, yeah, let's We're not, not put her in Jesus. this movie. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of neat that it's it's uh, a mother and daughter in this film, and I think she's singing all her own stuff, which I always like, because uh-huh. even a movie, With Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield, yeah. This. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I was seeing the trailer, I'm like, is that Rick Springfield? It's uh-huh. pretty random.
1: <laughs> anytime, even if it's a movie I like, or love, anytime it's somebody lip-syncing, it really stands out. Mm-hmm. And I love Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But every time George Clooney opens his mouth to sing, mm-hmm. you're just like, that's not you, Clooney. That's yeah. like... <laughs> So even if you don't sound a hundred percent like, well, in this case it's a, it's an original character, but if you're doing like Johnny Cash movie, I'd rather you just well, sing. Well, like that Woody Allen film, uh, "Everyone Says I Love You," where yeah.
0: they all, I think they all sung? I think so, yeah. Even even though they weren't the greatest singers, yeah, it's sort of like you'd rather hear hear them naturally just sing. Yeah mediocrely, rather than have some professional dub them over. Yeah, it always
1: looks like lip-syncing to me. It always just really stands out. Um, So so we only have three new films this week. And Defret? Defret. Are we pronouncing this right? Defret? I
2: don't
1: know. I say yes. Close enough. This looks a little like
0: um, that other movie we showed, Timbuktu. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. It's set in
2: Ethiopia.
0: Yeah, it's about this young girl who's... uh,
2: it's like an arranged it, marriage situation, so where, the, where the woman's
0: like, kidnapped into marriage.
2: Well, but I guess that's the custom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and she like freaks out and shoots the guy that is kidnapping her to marry her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's sort of about the aftermath of that.
1: Right. I admit I never heard I haven't of it seen before the trailer yet. until it was booked on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. But then I did a little write up for it on the old Facebook, and it's it's won a bunch of awards. That's incredible. And it's produced by uh Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Oh, that's why I heard about this one too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's it's um Angelina Jolie produced who's actually making quite some headway as a filmmaker now more and more. hmm I think she might be on the route to she'll be behind the camera all the time sooner or later, I think. Um she actually supposedly, rumor has it, has been offered a Marvel movie. Really? Yeah, for like one of the female superheroes, which would be kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, so three films this week because we're busy with some rentals and stuff like that. The
2: Ottawa Film Society.
1: Yeah, who are back for another year. Yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, they have, you, you can go look those guys up. They're, I always remember their film site because it's film, film, film. Yeah. C A. which I'm like, wow, how did you get that? You <laughs> yeah. <think> somebody <laughs> would have grabbed that already. But So they, they will be hanging out at the theater for two nights a week between three now, nights. or three nights.
2: Three nights a month.
1: Between now and... Tuesday, um, it's the first Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday. and Thursday of each month, right? Yeah. yeah. And so whenever you look at our schedule and when we have, we're a little light on films or we see that there's something where you're like, oh, how come that movie's only a matinee for those three days? That's why. But often what happens is if it does well, we'll we'll bring it back for a second week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if Ricky and the Flash does well, we'll bring it back next week for a couple more nighttime showings or whatever. Um, but it, it's good. It's fun to have a rental like that in here because it's, it's a little bit of a weight off our shoulders. It gets a whole bunch of people in here who maybe don't come to the Mayfair usually and might notice us.
2: Yeah. Sometimes we get a chance to peek in on something that we've seen already, but sometimes they also play stuff that we've never seen yeah. or heard of really
1: well I noticed their schedule. There's some there's at least one or two films that I missed just because I missed them. Yeah. Where I could just watch them, you know, on the small screen, but I always like to see it on the big screen with a crowd. Uh, so one down the line. and I always, This always stumbles in my mouth because of the L. Calvary. I did Cal- it again. Calvary. I can't yeah. say it. <laughs> Calvary.
2: Calvary. Calvary.
1: Calvary. Can you say nu- nuclear? Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. Nu- nu-
2: nu- nope. No.
1: No. So that's coming up. And then the other one was the, uh, what's the avalanche movie where the dad like abandons his... Oh
2: my God. Tour de force. Yeah. Force, force majeure.
1: Yeah. So that's <laughs> when... The, mm- <laughs> That's the one.
2: Uh,
1: our French. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's our, our our French quotient of the of the <laughs> podcast. Uh, but that's on their agenda sometime sooner or later. And I wanna. I'm probably gonna sneak in and watch that because that looks like a wonderfully weird dark movie. Uh, yeah. Where as far as I understand it, it's like the opening scene is like an avalanche. Run and the dad like
2: ditches, ab- his, ditches his family, <laughs> his family oh.
1: and then nobody dies and he's standing there going, Oh, um, uh, hey.
2: So I did that because.
1: Yeah, um, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you guys you can check out that uh, filmfilmfilm.ca to check out their screenings, and I think they have they have they have a bunch of screenings here, and then a bunch of screenings at the Bytown, I think. Yeah, they have yeah. the French language screenings yeah. at the Bytown, yeah, so, so you could you could hit both buy popcorn from both of us, support everybody.
2: Yeah, there's <laughs> the membership information on the website.
1: Yeah, and then if you happen to be looking at our. our a little paper flyer this week. You see, it's filled with I don't know twenty upcoming films.
2: Yeah, there's I skipped a couple, and there's some missing uh, in through December.
1: Yeah, but someone just asked recently again to us and the bytown via Twitter and said, "Oh, what's it's the new film with uh, Jason Siegel. And, mm. and they said, "Are you?" Oh, getting... Oh, that looks uh, end of the tour. End of the tour. Yeah, so that they, looks really They good. said, "Are you getting this?" And bytown said, "Well, it's on our our, our wish list, but we're not sure." And I, I commented as well, and kind of said, like, like Ditto to the, the Bytown said, and, and uh, we always don't know, unless it's you know on our premiere page, and maybe on our coming soon page. But even our coming soon page kind of has the little asterisk that says, this is what we're pretty sure is coming yeah. soon. But um, yeah, like so if you want to know what's coming soon, Look at the front page of our website, and that has a long list of movies that are Ottawa premieres. If will, it has a
0: date on it, if it has a date on it's it, confirmed.
1: We confirmed it. If not, the coming soon page is like probably slash maybe. Yeah. So like like you know, Ricky and the Flash is on there until Friday rolls around, and it's all movies that we're just like fairly confident we're getting. Every once in a while, something screws up, but um, so you'll see like a couple of kid movies we'll probably be getting, and a couple other kind of slightly more mainstream stuff. But everything on our main page is all auto premieres or kind of stuff that's only at the Mayfair, like The Room or Rocky Horror, or the occasional like Back to the Future or um, Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. But it's kind of funny, like we we wish it was different, but the answer is always we don't know. When you say, "Are you are you getting this film?" It's always we don't know. Are you are you are you getting Mad Max? We don't know. Hey, we got Mad Max. Like it's we 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 know on the Monday or we know when. We hope so. Yeah. And 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 I said, like, somebody said, are you playing something, Jurassic World? And I said, well, never say never, but probably not, because it's, it's a good problem to have, but we're just booking so many premieres now, and on top of that, having so many rentals and so many different things, that it's hard to justify squeezing in something that, truthfully, everyone has probably already yeah. seen... Um, so like in, in Mayfair's old incarnation, where it was, we were really a kind of second run house for a long time, then we would get more of that. But now we have so many documentaries and, and, and the occasional retro film and the new premieres that it's hard to squeeze in other stuff, even if we would, you know, but we have one screen and three screenings a day at most. So it's kind of hard to squeeze stuff in sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so for mainstream stuff, it's a little bit more difficult, but if you look at our webpage right now, there's nothing short of diversity of stuff that we have coming up in the next few months, uh, ranging from funny documentaries to sad documentaries to rock and roll movies to dramas to back to the future trilogy. I guess that's the next thing. Next weekend, September 19th, mm-hmm. starting at 11:30. Yeah, all three movies. Uh, the Parkinson Society of Ottawa will be on hand to collect donations. I've wrangled up a few prizes and going to work on getting a few more to kind of either raffle off or auction off. And you'll be welcome to just donate to the cause or buy a raffle ticket. Um, Black Squirrel Books across the street has said they're going to give us some stuff and some other local businesses, so we'll have some cool prizes on hand. Um, we had hoped to have a DeLorean, but I don't think the fates are with us on that one. I don't think so. Because I think the DeLorean is not street worthy and would be too much of an inconvenience to get all the way here. But um but yeah we'll have some cool stuff so come enjoy the films do a good deed drop some change in the jar for uh, Parkinson's Society Ottawa um Michael J Fox I'm sure would appreciate that and um And then
2: buy tickets to all of the movies that day and stay for the Rocky Horror Pictures Oh my god night. so what's that
1: what's that day so we'll have we don't know what's playing that day yet but we'll have
2: A Triple Bill Triple starting Bill starting at 11:30 yeah. yeah so that means we probably have a matinee. Yeah. No. No. So no. that'll that'll be like that'll be until four noon so, two and four.
1: So we'll have like yeah. six movies that day. Yeah. yeah. You could do it. Yeah. Man, who did that one? Our, our super fan Brad. Yeah. I can't remember the films, but he did something like that. It might not have been in Triple Bill, but he he did. God, maybe it was. He did like Indiana Jones. I'm gonna ask him next time I see him. He did like Indiana Jones trilogy, and they did like, the normal, like seven and nine o'clock film. Yeah. And then there was like The Room or something at midnight and he did all six. Oh my God. And I was coming to the Late Late Show and he was about to leave and I was teasing him and I was like, you've been here for five movies. You can do one more. I believe in you. And he
2: did? And he did. Oh my God. And
1: I said, we got to get like a little trophy or a plaque. <laughs> like Brad survived watching six films in a row. And it's like, especially that it, a lot of times those films are like like all the Back to Future films are like two hours long, I think. And then to, like and this week too is funny because if you ever want to come to a like a, a quote unquote nine o'clock film and go home early, this is the week to do it because Cop car is short. Everything's yeah. short because um Different is ninety nine minutes, Ricky is a hundred minutes, and cop car is eighty six minutes. So there's an eight fifteen show of cop car I'm gonna come to on uh Sunday the thirteenth, which means we'll be out of here at like nine forty five. Yeah. So I like short I was going to say,
2: wait a minute, we're not out here early this week, but OFS runs later than
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this weekend, yeah. This weekend, for yeah. Sure. And that's always funny. That's that's off the record. That's the times when you'll find us sneaking in and watching something after hours. <laughs> yeah. when And you're like, oh, which I may have to do with Cop Car. Yeah. Yeah, because if you could, because I really want to see it, and I'm working like every <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. So if you could sneak in here at ten and watch a ninety-minute movie, that's pretty Why decent. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I want, there's some stuff I want to like. That's always the thing, especially with. There needs to be more 85-minute movies. Oh, Everything's like, too long now. Our, when our, it doesn't need to be. Our former projectionist Matthew and I would always say that, and it's like, seemingly every movie could get half an hour knocked off it and be the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, I love even older films like. Um, like, like, some there's this misconception that a movie has to be 90 minutes to be a movie. And that's not true. What most film festivals say is under 60 minutes is short and over 60 minutes yeah. is feature. Yeah. And it's rare, but you have films that people consider features, like... Um, and sometimes it's animated, but, like, Dumbo... Like
2: Nosferatu yeah. is 60 minutes.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, and a lot of those old things, like, I believe the Universal Pictures Dracula is only, like, 65 minutes, but it's because... It's 65 minutes. It had, like, a 10-minute Zorro serial in front of it. Yeah. Then it had, like, a cartoon. Then it had trailers and a newsreel. So they were kind of for that whole package. But, man, I love a good 75-minute movie. There's not many live-action 75-minute movies, but a lot of horror films are, like, 80 minutes. Kids films, like, you know, Nightmare Before mm-hmm. Christmas is, like, 75 minutes. Most, like... Like a lot of comedies can be like 90
0: minutes. Yeah. Well, you look at a movie like Cop Car and it's 86 minutes. That means to me, it's like. It's
2: probably really action-packed. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, you know, cut to the chase. There's no. It's a movie with like no fat on it. It's just, you know, Yeah. boom, boom, boom.
2: Yeah.
1: Even, even, it's movies that.
2: Don't get me wrong. I like a good story. Like, yeah. Almost yeah, famous. Yeah. The extended version yeah, is like yeah. a real hungered-down situation for me. But that's like. I'm having a really bad time. (laughs) Like uh, this is a bad week, and I just need some me time. I'm gonna sit down and do this, you know. If it's like having a good time, going out, doing a thing. Yeah, shorter is better.
1: There's times where it's it's always I compliment a movie when it's long, and I don't notice. But then there's sometimes when, and I'm not even saying this because I'm trying to be nice, but I forget what movie it was. I, I erased it from my brain, but it was some like average length movie. And I totally thought like an hour had gone by and I looked up at the Mayfair clock and it was like 20 minutes, like for real. And I was like, oh my God, this has only been 20 minutes. And, uh, and and especially nowadays, the trend has kind of slowed down with kind of the, the death of the video store and like DVDs and stuff like that. But there was a trend for the longest time of like, here's your two and a half hour movie. The... And they, a lot of times, director wasn't even slapped on it, but it'd be like the extended cut. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like forty-five minutes longer, and it would feel forty-five minutes mm-hmm. longer. And you're like, well, yeah. you can tell what the, where the deleted scenes are. You're, you yeah. watch it, and you're like, okay,
0: this is this scene is going on longer than it should, or this scene is useless. You yeah. can totally
1: tell yeah. what's tacked on. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay, so I guess we should uh, wrap things up soon uh thank you to uh, house of Targ. house
2: of targ house of targ we're now
1: open on wednesdays now open on wednesdays you can
2: save a buck on pierogies on wednesdays oh man i'm gonna maybe bring pierogies home <laughs> all the
1: pierogies and uh i again totally didn't research a audiobook for this week um, oh. well you can get uh, audible
0: trial.com slash mayfair theater podcast you can uh, get a free audiobook so it you yeah. know whatever, whatever you want you can find probably oh yeah and, th-
1: and that's the thing I is wonder like, if
2: This Changes Everything has um, an audiobook.
1: maybe I, I, I don't know I bet you Silence of the Lambs from director Jonathan Demi has an audio book mm-hmm. most likely and um, I bet you one of the 400 movies that Kevin Bacon has starred in has an audio book <laughs> yeah uh, but maybe yeah. he's read an audiobook. Oh, maybe. Oh. I gotta look up next time. I, I can't keep on, between podcasts and audiobooks, I, I will never listen to a song again. <laughs> because right now, on my like, my list, stuff that I have either in my computer that I either got from the, from, uh, the library or, or something like that is like Patton Oswald's book, uh, a Jim Henson book, um, uh, Nick Offerman's book, all audiobooks. So mm-hmm. I'm sure all these are available in Audible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so go there, put in the Mayfair code. Help us out.
2: Yay. And
1: uh, we will be back next week for another Mayfair installment. All right. See you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Get more
2: out of life. Go out to a movie.